folks, one of the Redneck Country Podcast. You were on with Real Redneck Tom Millard, and of course, we've got the almost guy, Real Redneck Bill Tom. Bill, are you there? I am here, and uh, it's a beautiful day for a podcast. It is a beautiful day for a podcast. Not too hot, yeah. not too cold. Nope, it's yes, just right. <laughs> and sitting beside me, coming on after we've just had our therapy session, my father, yeah. the, the patriarch of redneck country, real redneck Don Millard. Dad, are you as hot as your mic? <laughs> oh, yeah. And I'm surprised the mic's even working. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, there was a there's a little bit of going on uh, before, and I won't get into the details. Before but it was I hit the record button, <laughs> definitely pod worst, uh, podcast uh, worthy and uh, uh, festivist for the best of us. <laughs> airing of our grievances. The, the, yes, the, the yearly airing of the grievances followed by the wrestling match. I'm, I'm wondering well, when I've that's happening. I've got him on number two. I've got him on the second leg. <laughs> We're ready to go. Can we clear some room. <laughs> No, you, clear, uh, you cleared some room in your basement? Is that what you did? That the, because I saw actually, your basement. It's actually pretty and clean. There was some room that needed to be cleared. No, it's it's pretty good now. The the kids were purging some toys. Oh. So those toys are on the pool table sorted. So it. it's still kinda, but aside from that, it's it's pretty it's pretty good. It's pretty good. Yeah. We're working with a, a pretty short week, but I guarantee you, if I asked you what you guys did this week, there's a lot happened between last podcast and this this podcast. There's been a little bit. I want yeah. to, yeah, I'm going to, and I'm, I'll ask you, but of course, I'll go first. The, yeah. <laughs> I'll have a little nap. Yeah. Shocker, what else is new? <laughs> <laughs> it's a continuation of 2 p.m. this afternoon. So, um, yeah, let's talk that. Let's. I'm going to involve you in this because uh, I we happened to invite him and my mother over for supper that I made the other night. And would you like to elaborate, oh, Father? Hold on here. Did, did they bring supper? You put it out. I full on made it from scratch, beginning to end. Come on, not entirely. What do you mean, not <laughs> entirely? How, are you are you involving me, or are you cutting me off? Oh, I'm involving you for a point, but I've got for my hand on the mute point, button. And you will then be cut off. We, <laughs> Carry on. <laughs> we were here. We were here. And as usual, spending time with the girls, having a great day. And uh, Todd had a chicken thawing out. And I thought, oh, they're going to have chicken for supper. And he said, yep. And uh, it's going to be dressing and everything. So I saw him and my wife breaking up bread for the dressing. Oh. oh, they were breaking bread. They were breaking bread. We were yes. breaking bread. Yeah. <laughs> and so God says, is that enough, Mom? And uh, she said, yep, that's good. And then she said, okay, it's almost time for us to go. And she said, good thing I helped Todd break that bread or they'd have never had that meal tonight because he was slower in molasses. I was just very fine with my dressing. I was breaking it down into minuscule pieces of bread. This they- first time you ever made stuffing before? I wouldn't say the first time I've ever made stuff in. Bill, let Dad finish. But, <laughs> however, <laughs> he started uh, to make the, the stuffing, and his family normally doesn't like onion, except Todd. And then he says, oh, no, no, the, the dressing's got to have onions. Got to have onion in the dressing. Like, got to have. Just like you make it. And I said, well, I'll cut you up some onion. So I cut up the onion, and I looked at the amount of bread. So I figured, okay, there's the right amount of onion. So... 
He says, well, what else? I said, well, put in salt and pepper. That's good. Now I said, now the sage. He said, well, how much sage do I put? Now hold the phone. You I, there sounds like a lot of reliance on yeah. this. It, and well, it definitely it seems like from no scratch. Yeah. So, <laughs> so I put the sage in. And yes, and, I had sage. Yeah, so I put the sage in. What I figured was the right amount. And then I moistened it so that you could kind of pack it, get it in. I said, okay, there you go. We're heading home now. Just take take some handfuls of that dressing, squeeze her down, and make sure you don't get it all over the place and stuff her in that chicken and stuff her right in, into the backbone, right up into the front, and pack everything you can in there because it'll cook and put put through good flavor through that chicken. He was said, he was a little too enthusiastic about so we it. Were, we left. We left. Reluctantly, I think he kept looking back so at the chicken. We don't normally eat <laughs> sorrow really. in his eyes we as he went hanging his head. We don't normally eat real early. By the time we get home, we kind of check for mail, relax a little bit, and then we start some supper. So we ate somewhere between seven or eight. Well, then the phone rings, and we've been invited back for a chicken dinner after eight o'clock at night. No, no, no. He, means, he normally eats between yeah, seven and oh, eight. We invited him so, back about quarter after six. I think the kid's seen the loss in his eyes as he meandered out. I so, said, no, I mean, he, no. he just did everything for you besides no, put it in the oven. No, so, uh, no, all you needed to do, did, no, you, did, did you turn the oven on for him too? Two, no, 350? No, 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 I didn't. Did. I had just, turned the oven on. I just had a bit of a hand in the dressing. The, yeah, I see. see, now the real story comes out. He, uh, he <laughs> hand in the dressing. He embellished <laughs> a little bit. He on likes all my of dressing. That. And so he wants to, he wants to be able to make it. He just doesn't trust himself yet, but he's <laughs> oh, yeah. so, anyway. Either you way, you know me; I lack confidence. So we yeah, I get back. it. I understand. So we're going back for a chicken dinner. Glenda says, "Yep, oh, that sounds good." So we come back, and they had fresh green beans from the garden, the neighbor's garden. They had. I was going to say, you don't have a garden. Do you? Hopefully, he doesn't listen to the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I said, "Whose garden did he come from?" He's a cop. <laughs> right, right over the fence. We had kernel corn. We had crescent rolls fresh out of the oven. What? Yeah. Mashed potatoes. And when I uh, do it, Bill, chicken. I do it right. So wow. Wait, explain around. the chicken. Explain the chicken. It wasn't just chicken. I mean, I had basted this thing with a garlic butter and thyme and rosemary concoction that would make oh my gosh, somebody without taste buds drool. Hmm. It mm. was good. It was I'm absolutely skeptical. delicious. And I basted it every half so, hour. The green beans were fresh. It was just delicious. So I'm buttering my potatoes. And and the neighbor did give us the green so, beans. I don't call the cops. <laughs> he, I'm dishing he up. gave them to I'm dishing up. I'm buttering the corn and the beans and the potatoes. And I noticed this, this oh, well, maybe nine by by 12, maybe, maybe bigger, nine by 18 cake pan glass cake pan on the stove were you, oh jeez it, no, uh, it was three quarters filled with this stuff and I thought <laughs> oh Megan must be baking she must be going to be putting some <laughs> cake or some you had to go there in the oven that's okay just, you know we can wrap cook. this up no, and no, move no, forward with something no, outdoorsy when I want to hear this he said he was going to involve me and then he cuts me off I swear yeah, people we're getting to sword some hunt now, stuff you know stories here we're, we're coming this is where he gets smacked. Bear, bear with us. We have to appease. So so I thought, oh, Megan hasn't got that in the oven yet. So anyway, I Gosh. thought I didn't see any gravy. So that's okay. And then Todd says, don't you want any gravy? 
I, I didn't see any gravy. <laughs> he says, it's on the stove. It's gravy spread. <laughs> Glenda says, that's the gravy. <laughs> <laughs> she says, how, how did you make the gravy? So I took the juice from the chicken and I poured in flour until it got thick. He didn't realize you take a little flour and milk or flour and water and mix it up. And then you what put was he that, making gravy biscuits or, or, or well gravy spread? I've invented a new thing, Bill. And you, I'm, I'm gonna you cut it with a knife and a fork. Used. I'm gonna put it in margarine containers and sell this on the side of the road because oh. I'll tell you what, it's the best gravy spread you've ever had. He thought you just kept pouring flour in the juice until it turned <laughs> into gravy immediately, and. He, I think he used a half a bag of flour oh, in this little bit of chicken juice. <laughs> there wasn't half a bag. I mean, bag. I took a spoon and I stirred it and it was like cake batter, thick cake batter. My great, my, my grandmother, the kid's great grandmother, she used to make thick gravy. It's stick to your ribs kind of gravy. I was just sticking with family tradition. There's uh, yeah, gravy, but this was paste. This you was break, break a window with gravy. You've Let me done tell it you wrong. what. It was, was chicken juice. It was paste. still good. It was still good. So anyway, well, she, I'm pretty proud yeah. of the fact that you're able to be domesticated enough to make yourself a and so your family an edible meal. We sat down, <laughs> and he took well, a, you're too kind, Bill. He, he took a big spoonful <laughs> of this gravy he calls gravy, and he slopped it on his plate, and it didn't go anywhere. It just sat there in a lump. <laughs> it was like a Jello mold yeah, right there. Yeah, sat there in a lump. And <laughs> so anyway, he takes his. He takes a bite of chicken and dips it in the gravy and says, oh, is this delicious? So he says, try that. So I took a, I took a bit of my bun and a bit of my, uh, or my crescent roll and a bit of my chicken and I dipped it. And it did. It had good flavor. It just wasn't gravy that would run on your, you know. <laughs> it wasn't your traditional gravy. You had a lump on your plate like a big lump of thick ketchup, you know, <laughs> even thicker than ketchup. Does any of that matter? It tasted good. Yeah. Anyway, oh, he was the only one that ate the gravy. I said, after supper, I said, clean it up. I said, what are we doing with this big pot of flour? She says, dump it in the garbage. And oh, oh I, I'm sure you had a table leg that was at a level, so you could have put it underneath there for, for support. But other than that, Bill, the meal was fabulous. It was delicious. It was good. Oh, the, chicken good. Was, the chicken had great flavor. The skin was good. It was Hope it was. Good. It's the last one you're getting invited to. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That was hey, good. You, you, well, that's good there, Todd. I'm glad you're able to feed your family. That's, that's good. So, now you just need to learn how to do the gravy. I, I'm going to let him make his own dressing next time, see how it turns out. Yeah, I, I, think, think so. I think it was good. You'll miss the sage or something. Oh, jeez. <laughs> so, <laughs> well, that's good. What else did you get up to, Todd? I'm sure that there was uh, well, some hunt, hunting stuff. That We're that, getting ready. Yeah, we're getting ready to go. Like it, We're coming up. October's coming fast, which is our deer yeah. season, bow bow season. So hey, I thought, wait a minute. Yes, is it a couple of weeks from now? August first is that when uh, we figure out whether we get doe tags or not? August first, so. isn't it? Yeah, I really don't pay much attention to it. I just wait until. Oh, you guys get doe like, tags down there, anyways. But it's a pretty special day for us up north. So carry on. But that is coming up. That just came. So came yeah, to my so mind. you got to get drawn. Yeah, like we're like a hundred percent dry now. Knock on wood, but we're always like a hundred percent dry. You're right. So yeah, you no. you might not. Is that the case? That's true. Yeah, I mean we we put in for up north uh, where we where the rifle hunt as first choice with all the alliance where we uh, get the together and make sure make sure we uh, we all put in that wildlife management unit as first choice, and then I put my around here for second choice. And then Canis and, and my son Hunter, he uh, puts in here for first choice. 
so that we have options, right? So up north is is kind of the coveted week where we get to spend spend time with the family. So what happens if you don't get drawn? What do you do? Shooting horns. You know, we're uh, we're hunting horns. Hmm. So yeah, is what it is. I mean, it, we still go we hunting. Always, it's uh, all we good. Always, yeah, yeah, yeah. We get out in the bush, and we always typically have one doe tag in the camp for the four of us that uh, that they get out there, and and that that to us is. Is gravy? I mean, I mean, it's not your gravy, but kind of gravy for <laughs> <laughs> having that doe tag in the camp. See, my so, gravy would protect your tag. Yeah, no kidding. It would protect a deer. <laughs> you feed that to a deer, it'd be bulletproof at the end of hey, it. Hey, maybe, maybe we've just come out. That could be like the redneck country new product. We're having our own program. De- well, we're having our own deer feed. You should be putting yeah. that out now under your stands and bringing them in. Yeah, by the time like hunting season rolls around, it may be lick. broken down. <laughs> you could have baked these into gravy muffins. You could have. You, you could have built them into the houses by the sound you of it. You might be onto something there. You could be. Anyways, I cut you off. No, Carry it's on. all good. I was curious because I was like, my gosh, if I didn't get drawn, what would we do? What would we do? But yeah, you still got your buck tag, so True, you're dude. still hunting. Yep. But yeah, so, so no, Jen... Ned had been with stuff that I've got going on at night. She takes the kids and they go for a walk. And so I didn't have anything on the other night and we had supper and I'm like, well, what are we doing now? She's like, well, we're going to go for a walk. And I'm like, wait a minute, instead of walking here, why don't we walk there? Well, where is there? I said in the woods. And so she's like, well, yeah, I don't care. All right. We'll go for a walk in the woods then. Excellent. So then I had to hustle, run around, find my trail cameras, and, and, and then I realized I need sixteen Shots freaking. Done. You need? Uh, did you have batteries? I need sixteen batteries, a camera, because yeah. I, I got uh, spy points. So the one, I'm good, right? It's all built in. But then I've got these really, really expensive cameras right before cellular cameras came out. I mean, they've got audio and everything they've got the video screen on the inside like they're they're loaded up juiced like expensive as crap and then i'm like crap they're not selling a cellular kit i want cellular i don't want to have to go back in the woods and and find these so i bought the spy link adapters that you take and put with your regular trail camera and then it becomes a cellular camera you're good to go though so I, I, I'm like, I got three of those. So I'm like, crap. Well, the camera itself takes eight batteries. Then the spy point link adapter takes eight batteries. Jeez. So, and the way it works is it, have you seen them, Bill? Mm, my brother's got one of those, but it's built in all together. Yeah. So I've got but. one of those, right? Just the camera, which it's, it's all there. Everything. It's got the antenna. Everything's built right in. Yeah. But then for these adapter ones, it's just like a little square block that has the antenna, but then it has a ribbon with a a little SD card kind of thing that slides into the camera, into the actual, your actual trail camera. So oh, when it takes okay. a picture, it goes onto that card. Well, that card then brings it up into the cellular mode and then it fires it off to your phone from that cellular block, right? I see. Yeah. So that thing needs eight batteries. The camera needs eight batteries. And I'm like, ah, crap. So I'm running around. I, I found some, not enough. So we stop at the local store on the way out of town and buy a big 24 pack of batteries. Now we're good to go. So I'm loading batteries up into this thing. And then she's like, yeah, ulterior motives. I'm like, well, we might as well kill two birds with one stone. I mean, we've yeah. got a, a newer area that we're going to hunt deer in. And I'd like to know what's out there. And typically I've said, I'm not a huge trail camera guy, just because if there's nothing there 
and you're going hunting, well, now you're like, what? you have no incentive. And then if there's something huge there, then you get addicted and you might not go hunt your other spots because you get hooked on this one. Now, if you only have one spot to hunt, it's the first thing, right? What if nothing ever yep. shows up? Then you're, you don't have any incentive to go hunt. It sucks. But uh, if something does, then you get hooked. Well, that's good because it's your only spot. But we have multiple spots. So like last year, I, I got a text from a buddy. Are you? He's seen my truck in the one spot. You're after that big 12 point there, aren't you? And I'm like, well, I am now. because <laughs> yeah. and, and so I got hooked on this 12. And then the landowner was like, you're not in your tree stand right now, are you? And I'm like, no, why? And then I get a picture of the giant 12 standing under my tree stand. That's so awesome. I'm like, no, it's not, Bill. It's not. I don't want to Make- know. I don't have a trail camera for that. Don't you be my trail camera. Let it go. (laughs) So anyway, so I thought, well, and newer woods, I'm going to go out there and and we'll figure it because it's a good size. It's the David Suzuki woods, but now we can deer hunt on more of it now. Like it's, it's going to another concession. So now I'm like, we, we need to know what's out there, where to put the stands. We've got so much property. I mean, it just, I mean, that's the one thing trail cameras do for you is it gives you an opportunity to limit the time that you spend doing the research. Like, is this spot good? Well, I don't know. Let's put a truck camera there for a couple of weeks and find out. Right. And you can see deer runs, but is it the runs of the does and the fawns? Is it where the big bucks are, are walking? That kind of thing. So yeah. uh, I last year and turkey hunting, I, I found it like this, what I would call a pinch point right in the corner of the field. And they're not walking in the field and it's all brushed up so high. I can't even see in the woods, the bush it, right now. I standing on and it's all corn, which is freaking awesome. So it's, yeah, it's going to be hot. So I'm standing on the cornfield. I can't see in because the bush, the, it's just mass bush, the whole width and there's no deer runs into it. So I'm going crap. I swear this was an awesome spot last year when I was walking through here, like late season. And when I was turkey hunting, I could see a deer run because it wasn't growing up that well yet. So me and my youngest. So anyway, uh, before I get there, we, we get out there. And so I threw the, the trail cameras in a backpack. I take two of them into this spot. I got to keep some from my other spots. So away we go. Well, let me tell you. The, the first thing my wife says is, you could have told me to wear pants. She's wearing capris. I'm like, it's the woods. I hope she doesn't listen to this. <laughs> but I said, it's the woods. What part of walk in the woods did you not get? Well, I figured there'd be like a, a path or you, you set a trail. Well, there is a trail. You just, we got to get to it. So we got to go through some, some thicker grass and some crack to get there. So anyway, it's as like we swamp and water, oh, and, it's swamp. And, and so the dumb mistake, it had just rained. So, I mean, just rained, like on our way out there, it was raining. And, and so it had stopped when we got there, but it has rained for some time for the last bunch of days. And so we know turkey hunting when we're walking in that we've got to go around some of the puddles on the path. Right, dad? Like, and, and like they're, they're deep. They're more like lakes. And I never thought that much about it. Like there's some good swamp in there. And so when we got in there, the, the first, the first little bit is a bunch of tall grass, which is going to get you wet because yeah, no question. it's wet. There's you yeah. getting around. Especially after it just rained. So we got my two daughters, my one daughter's boyfriend and my wife. And so we start, well, are they all, except for my youngest, my youngest, my seven-year-old's on my hip, right? Like she don't care. So away we go and they're, ah, we're going to get wet. Why are we just shut up and walk? We'll get, the, we'll, you'll get to the woods part in a minute. Just get through the grass. So we get through the grass. We get to the edge of the woods. Well, holy crap, dude. 
because it had just rained and then it was kind of getting a little bit muggy-ish because of the rain and no 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 air movement much in the woods oh i have hunted forever i have been in the woods forever i am now over 40 i have never in my life experienced the amount of mosquitoes (laughs) that were in that bush it was absolutely insane i am not kidding you i I, they they could have carried me away i know that's a like a, a thing i I, no joke. It was insane. The amount of mosquito. And we got, we all got thermocells. I bought my wife one. We got one of the lanterns. I got one that hangs on my hip. Like we just didn't bring them. I didn't think about it. No, I was too I'm busy getting my cameras the around. Are getting immune to those things now. Cause I tell you the mosquitoes that we got this year with the amount of water, you're absolutely right. They come in swarms and they chase you right out of everywhere. It was <laughs> it was insane. And so I'm I'm moving and my youngest says, Dad, you're walking fast. Yeah, take bigger strides. And so <laughs> yeah. she's running trying to keep up. There I'm leaving the other jokers behind me. I don't care. Like you even slowed down to a normal walking pace and you were screwed, man. You were getting hammered. So I'm crude. They're like, Why are you walking so fast? How are you walking so slow? <laughs> so we got all the way in to where Scotty's gotta stand. And I said, there, show Andrew that stand. Me and the youngest, we're going to go out here to the cornfield, make a left, go all the way. You guys just wait here. We'll be right back because then I need to go the other way and put a camera kind of on the way out, but over to the left a little bit. So I'm going to blast around here. We'll put the camera in. We'll be right back. Well, we get around that corner and into the cornfield. It was a little better. Me and the youngest go. I look down. She's wearing her freaking Jordans. I'm like, why are you wearing Jordans? She's like, these are my running shoes. Oh my gosh. <laughs> well, you told her she needed to run. <laughs> so now every time we come to a mud pie, I'm picking her like those. I'm, I'm a sneakerhead. I'm like, oh my gosh, we got to protect it. Take them off. Wear your, wear your bare feet. So now <laughs> I'm, I've, I'm babying her, picking her up. So we finally, I get into this little alcove and down in the dip past the, the cornfield. Like I said, the cornfield, the bush, I couldn't see. And I'm thinking, my gosh, is this still a run? Is it still a good spot? So we get in there and, and yeah, I can see where the deer are moving. So I was like, well, I'm not totally sure because it's so thick. It's so overgrown now that maybe the deer aren't even using this path, like using this this little area that was so looked so good in turkey season and the end of last season. But yeah. I put the camera on a tree and it took everything I could to ignore the mosquitoes and get that camera on the tree. And my youngest, I got her standing on a stump and she's swatting skitters off her like you wouldn't <laughs> believe doing a jig. So I finally get... Get that thing on. I pick her back up, put her on my back, hike her back to the cornfield, and now let's blast back. Well, I, I checked my phone and I've gotten a text that says, We couldn't take it anymore. Meet you at the van. So I'm like, Okay. So now you're in trouble. So all three of them had booked it. So me and the, the youngest, I said, Well, we got to get to this other spot and get it in there. So we start to head. Well, I can't get my youngest in there because there's a big swamp in front of it. We'd have to walk all the way up to the van and around. So I said, you know what? We started our way there. I'll get you back to the van. I'll have my wife drive me down to the corner of the corn in the woods, which is technically where I'm going to, where I want this camera. I'll run down the edge of the cornfield into the woods and put it there where I want it. And I, and you guys wait for me in the van. So we get in and my wife says, I said, you guys left us. She's like, we turned around and my daughter's boyfriend's Andrew. She says, we turned around and Andrew's not saying a word. And he wouldn't say a word with it, like with his mouth full. He just wouldn't say a thing. She goes, we turn around and his face is 
covered in mosquitoes. And now he's puffing up <laughs> like the Pillsbury Doughboy on his face. It's starting like he had Botox. It's starting to puff up. She's like, he was getting killed. So we got out of there. And so I don't know if he's more allergic than the rest of us to mosquito bites, but yeah, dude was hurting. So I said, initiation to right. Normally I feel bad, but you're, you're dating my daughter. So we came up to the corner of the cornfield. I jumped out. I'd get into the first row of corn and I book it into the corner where I was, where I hunted last year. Actually I had a, I I took Scotty's climber and, and so I, I ran in there. Well, now I'm looking for a good spot. So I'm walking all through there. Skitters are just hammering me. I finally find a tree i'm gonna put this camera on i got two straps i gotta put on and let me tell you bill as i i'm putting the camera on first the strap breaks in my hand and now i've got a shredded strap i gotta thread back through the buckle and like it's still fine because the tree was skinny enough that i just yeah i don't need that bit of strap put the buckle back on and I, I swear to you, while I'm trying to put the buckle on, the skitters were so bad, I, I, I was getting Tourette's. I just started screaming stuff I, that I have no idea what I was saying <laughs> to try to keep my sanity. Like, it was insane. I, I can't even, and to the point where I said, screw it, I can't do this. And I started running back to the van. Well, as I'm running, I realize skitters aren't hitting me. Wait a minute. If I run in a circle inside the woods here while working on this strap, the skitters can't get me. Did you ever hear of like bug spray? <laughs> well, I didn't think about it. It was get no. the cameras and get the batteries. You couldn't find it in the garage. Is that what Get the I'm cameras here? and get the batteries and let's go. Yeah, yeah no, I know where that is. It's in my kayak. So, mm. so anyway, I'm running in a circle, getting this buckle on. I finally get the buckle on. I get back to the tree I want to put it on. And dude, again, it was everything I could do while I'm trying to use my shoulders to smash skitters off my ears, my face, my legs. I'm, I'm like, if I had a tail like a horse, dude, I, I had to whip myself to death. I'm sitting there rubbing my legs together. Like it, I, you, I swear crickets were jealous of the chirping I was creating as I'm trying to strap this thing on the truck. Finally get it strapped on. I got one more now. I got the freaking the spy point adapter hanging. Now I got to get it on. Now, while I'm doing that, I ripped the freaking SD card ribbon out of the tank. Now I got to place that back in. Now I got to open them up and turn them both on this whole time. That's literally a 30 second job. Unless there's 40 million mosquitoes trying to take you down. It was all out war. My my man, like I tell you what, I finally got it done. I got back to the van success. I'm Did you remember to turn them on? I did. I did. (laughs) But I'm (laughs) sitting here laughing, thinking if he had a tail, it'd be more like the tail of a donkey. Oh, (laughs) I would think so (laughs) with this story here. (laughs) Anyway, so now the the first trail camera I put in, I've gotten seven pictures. Have you? I have. And on the second one, that one that I had to fight with or run in a circle, it's in such a freaking awesome spot. I've gotten none. Nothing. But when I got back to the van, <laughs> the wife had a buck, full velvet, in the middle of the road, staring at her and going right back down the pathway that they all we all started on. So that's awesome. There, well, that's probably anyways. I mean, all you need to do now is convince your wife to go hunting with you because it sounds like they're following her around. Well, which... yet they say they're attracted to uh, um, what is it, estrogen. Yeah, well, there you go. That's why I say Scotty always shoots so many. I got the story <laughs> yeah. of their. I got the story of their outing from Megan, and Megan said she turned around to look at Andrew, and his face was 
covered with mosquitoes. And Jen just said, that's it. We're out of here. They booked it. And she said, Andrew ended up with red welts from mosquito bites all over his face. <laughs> Jen hit him with Benadryl before she sent him home. <laughs> yeah, it's probably the best for public relations anyways. But, but yeah, uh, it's good. I was thinking about putting my trail cameras out. Uh, you know, from back behind here, like I, like I told you before, I haven't hunted here in years, but, uh, with any great success for deer with the coyotes and stuff, the amount, but the corn is looking really good. There's a grain field behind us. Um, they're, they're going to be living in that corn field. It's an apple orchard that, uh, where I hunt in. So if they're living in the corn, going into those apples this year, maybe. Oh, the year. dude, you just <laughs> so, sold me. Yeah, well, like I said, the only issue that I ever have or I've had over the last couple of years is the amount of coyotes here. So I'm going to take the uh, 223 maybe and go for for a walk. I sent you a picture of a rug. You've gotten set up to shoot them. <laughs> yeah, I, I do. I can't figure out how to do I don't know how to do the heads on those ones. But yeah, there's an incentive to get you, rid of a few coyotes around here. You just have to suck here. the brains out and then you're good. Is that what it is? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> T- taxidermy by a Todd Millard method <laughs> stick it on a tree and hope for the best that's that's how it works <laughs> yeah. 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 Away. No, I, I bought a, a couple of trail cameras uh, uh, last year year before uh, they're from Amazon cheap cameras like as far as cost, cost like wise Tasco or something like that nah they're cam cam trail or cam I think that's what they're called cam trail T20 little cameras but the video quality the sound quality um, the, the amount of it takes four batteries it, it doesn't have the link uh, the cell link that you, you you and my brother have my dad's actually got one now too but um, but you know what I, I leave them and, and I walk away and I'm, I'm, I've been very very impressed with the uh, the camera picture quality off these ones so no, and, and you know Amazon what? Purchase. I never thought that I would go yeah. to a cellular one. Well, hey, when they first came out, the prices of them were absolutely yeah, stupid, crazy. and the plans you had to do were stupider. And I thought, you know, I'm not going to do it. And me and Scotty used to make a gig of it where we had, I don't even know how many, eight to ten trail cameras out and about. And so we'd go collect all the cards, swap them. And then we'd hit the local, well, where we went for dinner the other night with the, from the provincials with everybody. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. And they have half-price half appetizers after nine o'clock. By the time we got done collecting cards, we'd go back to that, sit at the bar, order a bunch of half-price appetizers with a laptop, and go through them. And so it was kind of a cool thing. But now... I don't think that I would ever go back from a cellular camera. Well, I mean, from the cellular camera, camera, you just limit your time. Oh, in, you're not, not putting your in scent bush, in the woods. But, well, right? that's what I was going to say. You, you, you limit the amount of time it takes you to, to, to retrieve because you're not. You can get them instantly while laying in bed watching Jersey Shore or whatever like that. But <laughs> Who watches that crap? Oh <laughs> who watches that? That's terrible. But <laughs> it's funny you mentioned that they've been watching it here all week and afternoon. Yeah, buddy. Episode after episode. That show is <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I, I wasn't saying that. I don't know. I just, just came to the tip of my tongue, Todd. I don't yeah, know why I mentioned yeah. Jersey Shore. Yeah, but keep going. Anyways, <laughs> you could do that and then uh, you limit your amount of scent and, and time that you're spending uh, in the bush pushing deer maybe off and out of your property, right? Yeah, and I don't know how true that is. That Like, I've heard guys say, oh, you know, if a buck sees you, he's gone. Well, come on. They they see a lot, right? Coyotes are their number one. If I was just walking through and they seen me, so I don't put a lot of weight into that stuff. I've watched videos and everything else of guys taking shots at deer, miss. They come back two hours later. 
and yeah. and then plug it like I so I don't know about that kind of stuff but the scent thing I am kind of big on that and yeah I I don't know I don't like putting the scent out there like I'll even spray down my cameras and and yeah, everything I, I take spray with me when I put them up because I'm usually sweating and then sweat <laughs> from my hands gets on them and yeah. and so I am a little anal on that side of things well we've talked about that on previous yeah. podcast I mean you go right back to the beginning of our of our podcast we talked a lot about our deer strategies and ozonics and everything else we use but so yeah i i i don't know about the the, the scent thing as much i am a little anal so I, I but we wouldn't go in that much maybe once a month collect the cards and come back out so you have a month's worth to look at yeah. right but even I every month was. is it that big but with the with the cellular <laughs> You don't have to do it. You don't have to go out no, in the woods. I, I mean, they're coming. So, and now it's exciting. My phone goes off. It might be a picture of a big buck. It might be. And then I can instantly share that with everybody and make people jealous. I think <laughs> it maybe not this weekend, depending on what, what, what goes on, but I am going to get back there and take the weed eater and, uh, you know, just cut the grass down to, to a manageable level. I've got a, a little bit of uh, deer cane, which is uh a mineral substitute that you mix some with water and you put on it. It's a little bit like you just add gravy, a little bit of water to my gravy and do the same thing. No, you need to add a lot of water by the sounds of it. <laughs> some some things just don't come back, Josh. <laughs> but if I get uh, a little bit of water out there, put that down. Maybe, maybe uh, I'll have something. But I just don't hold my hopes super high for back here. No, I, I don't see enough anymore. No, I don't. I so, said, I mean, I haven't seen a lot of geese around here uh, for sure. They're taking the grain off the fields and, and the geese are starting to, I can hear them honking while I'm sitting out in the hunting shed and uh, I can definitely start to see them moving around. So that's promising at least. Yeah. Yeah. Grain starting to come off here. I'm suspecting we're going to start seeing what fields are going to hold them. Yeah. So, but yeah. Mm, that's good. Yeah. I, and More I've got... Come, I, Sorry, I'm, I'm hoping for some uh, some good pictures coming from deer trail cameras, and uh, I'm anxious because deer season is the next big thing, I guess. Well, well I yeah, guess. we got dove, goose, duck, and deer all coming in that order, yep. I do believe. I but, believe you're but, right. But deer is the most I prep for, right? So yeah, me too. And now I've got a couple. Dad got me tree stands for my birthday or for Christmas. One for each. With the, one for each. Yeah, one birthday, yeah. one. Super comfy ones that are With like the assembly plan too. I thought. <laughs> yeah. Well, we'll see if I fall out of them. I got someone to blame. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that I've got to put. And so I thought that's this is like one of the first steps is get these cameras out because I have a spot in mind where this one camera is that I think I want to put one, but I want to validate first, right before yeah. I go put it out there because I got other other lands that I could put this on and we've got some other permission that I've not even put. I still got a trail camera. I want to get out into what we call the enchanted forest. And so I, I just got to get out there and get it. Cause that might be, it's like a well-groomed woods. They've cut paths yeah. and stuff through it, but they don't use it. So now it's kind of starting to get overgrown, but those paths, man, it'd make for some good deer movement. And he got a phone call this week. His turkey tail is ready to be picked up. Oh, yeah, my turkey tail is ready to be picked up from, yeah, oh, from yeah. the spring. spring yeah, mine's, mine's done too. I just got to mount it right on the board. You did it yourself. I did. Once it gets done, I can take some pictures. I'm trying to figure out where to put it in the house. Hmm. We'll get it up there. Right so, yeah, over, the, right over the bed. Yeah, no, that's not a problem. I got the deer, deer hide on the floor. I sent you pictures of that. That would like looked off them. I just thought that was <laughs> all right. Yeah, that's uh, that's a good good rug beside the bed. Yeah, 
Well, and then dad, he's gone and talked to landowners. So now we've got another mission there. Did he mention it to you on the weekend? Mm -mm. I don't think so. Did you want to talk about that, dad? What what did you do this week? And did you want to talk about that? Sure. And I want want to start with something that happened tonight. In fact, I just got a text while I was sitting here. I was on my way out and my wife called me back for something. Oh, I know she gave me a paper to bring over here to Jen. And so I turned around and went back out and I'm plugging in my music, getting ready to walk. And I cross the street and I'm only a few houses down the street and I pick up a $20 bill on the, in the sidewalk. What? Hey, yeah. that's oh, that was right. mine. I didn't know where it was. Was it near my truck? No, it wasn't. So <laughs> anyway, that was a very short. <laughs> no, it wasn't. I'm walking, so I got to get here. So I get here and the first thing I do is I text my wife and I say, listen, I picked a $20 bill up across the street. And our neighborhood's got quite a bunch of kids. And there's the young girl that was Thursday. There's a nice young girl that delivers our Elton County market every Thursday. And it was in the mailbox. And so there's always kids up and down the street. And uh, so I said to her, if you see any kids out, look like they're looking for something. I picked up a $20 bill. And I said, I'd hate to think that some kid lost their $20, especially if they were on an errand for their parents or something. And they dropped that $20 bill. And I just a few minutes ago, I got a ding. I got a message. She says, I found the, the owner of your $20 bill. And she said, I found your secret stash in the bedroom. So I gave him $20 out of that. So you can put that $20 <laughs> back in. So I'm more concerned. That she, how did she find my secret stash? <laughs> and how long has she known about my secret stash? But anyway. What I want to know is how much is in the secret stash? Well, the last count, what was it? It was. Uh, 40 bucks. Now it's down to 20. <laughs> yeah. 250 bucks or something like that. Why are you stashing money in day? Well, I used to buy... Okay, let me finish this. Anyway, I'm really pleased she found the owner. I figure it's, it's some kid, or she's seen some kids looking, so I'll forget the story when I get home. But I was buying tickets. I was paying 12 bucks a week and buying lotto tickets. And I thought, okay, that's $600 or more a year. So I started... That's shoving, an expensive hobby. I started shoving $12 every week into that, into a jar. And I counted it the other day and it was almost 250 bucks. And I thought that's 250 bucks. I wouldn't have had if I was buying tickets and I'm saving up for a solid deer stand, you know, the octagon. Oh, I see what you did there. Yeah. So (laughs) anyway, last year we have three farms. We hunt. One of them is a half farm. One of the land for, for clarify though three three farms that we hunt for are muzzle loader season yeah, muzzle loader three farms for muzzle loader uh, they're all connected from one concession yeah. to the other and uh, the one landowner he lets us hunt half his farm east of the east of the creek because he hunts but he never comes east of the creek and last year he gave me a picture uh, aerial view of the whole concession all marked out with the border lines and who all the owners were in the whole concession. Oh, that's gold right there. So I blew it up to an 18 by 18, something like that. It's, it's huge. 12 by 18, maybe, I don't know, but it's a huge picture. So I, I went out and saw him last week and I said, listen, I've got a tree stand right here. This is, this is where I have my favorite tree stand. He's yep. That's my property. No problem. I said, before I go to the expense of buying one of these, 
these uh, closed-in cabin type things and then putting it up on on a stand or stilts or whatever. If I can afford to do that, and if I got the means to get in there and build it and get it up high enough, I said, do you have a problem if I put a stand there? He says, no, no problem at all. He says, we never crossed a creek. He says, that's the deal we have. You want to hunt there? Put any kind of stand you want. Just make sure you see anybody trespassing in there, you kick them out. And that's the deal we got. So I got a pretty good deal. Yeah, I got a good to go there. Now, there's a couple other favorite spots. So if I only get one, I'm going to have to make a decision. But if I can get two, that's going to make it a little easier. I just depends on how expensive they all are. So I got two more landowners to talk to before I decide just exactly where it goes. So if they don't have any problem, now I've got a conundrum. Where am I going to put it? But if they don't want a permanent type one in there, then I know at least where I'm going to put one because this guy's giving me the green light. So I'm kind of pumped. That's a tough decision, you know, and and I know you're, I know your pain. I put the Taj Mahal up with my dad and I built platform and uh, it took a lot of, you know, gut check. Does this make sense to, you know, could I have done it somewhere else? Uh, Second guessing on the mornings that you're not seeing deer, but uh, yeah, I guarantee you in the spots where you've told me that you, you got and the successes that you've had around there, yeah. Either one, either one, you're golden. Well, <laughs> so anymore, I only sit in two spots. Yeah. Really only two, maybe three, but usually there's only two that I sit in. And last year I only sat in one and I shot two deer from it. And so young Mike, we talked about him being our first time in our group and he had to sit with Scott because he couldn't sit alone. He was an apprentice hunter. He's got his license now. He's fully licensed. He can sit on his own in his own stand, but him and Scott took my my other tree stand where I want to put this one, where the landowners give me permission. And the first morning Scott took him in there and sat with him, he he shot his first buck ever out of that stand. So either one of those spots I know are good spots. So I'd like to he get showed to me a, I just don't He know showed me a picture of that this weekend when yeah. I saw him. Yeah. He had right. he got the mountain back and he was pretty pretty yeah. excited about yeah, the he's mountain. Got, he's he's a hard worker. He works at the gun club and he's Got it hanging over his. Uh, it's got it hanging over his bed in his bedroom, and he's pretty proud of that deer. His first yeah, he was very got. proud to show the picture of him. That was, oh, that's yeah. pretty neat. Yeah, so he's excited this year. In fact, uh, his earnings from the five days working out at the gun clubs going towards a muzzle, his own muzzle loader. So, oh, that's it's. Yeah, you know, when you can work for it, you respect it more. Yeah, and, that's, and he's going to be able to uh, sit on his own in his own stand. So that's awesome. good for him. Yeah. So anyway, the landowners are, are pretty agreeable folks where we are. You just got to follow the rules. But this guy, he's amazing. And so if nothing else, I'm going to put one in there. I'm, that's what I'm saving up for. So I've got to get the time to build it. And I'm more concerned about the stand because you, you can buy steel ones. Wherever you buy these stands like, and then assemble them, I'm thinking to assemble them there rather than try and truck it in. But yeah. you can buy steel stands and different heights, and but that adds a lot to the cost. So it might be cheaper to build our own wooden one, but I want it, you know, strong, permanent. I want it high enough. So it, and I've only got a like a couple of months of uh, like because October, of course, with September we're hunting uh, geese. October we're Todd's hunting bow deer. So it only leaves me really August to make the decision, get it, and have had the help I need, the free time to get out there and do it. So 
Time's ticking. If you it think is. about it, uh, it end is. of next week will almost be in, in August already. So, yep. yeah, and that's that's it. We're 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 getting on that time where we got to start thinking about where we're going to put stands and yep. and uh, this this is yeah, good prep time right now. Both stands that got to go out, and and these things are high. One's eighteen feet, one's twenty feet. So they've got mm-hmm. special wire straps and everything that got to go up. So. So it sounds like I'm and like I said, we only got the month of August to do all this stuff because he'll be we'll be hunting geese in September. Yep, that's coming up soon. Mm-hmm. So, what do you think, Todd? You're gonna have uh time to get out there and uh and put some stands well, up. The way I see it is if he is going into October and him and my brother in law can go build it, I know where I'll go sit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Oh, it would work go. out just just lovely, I think. Yeah. So that's it. We were I texted you a little bit this week. Uh you know, like I said, it was a short week, but we we were able to get a few things done. I had a a few little uh almost guy moments, I'd say. Oh. This week. Yeah. Just a few Yeah, it was tough. It was tough. I had a extension the other day, and I decided to do start training from my uh, my run. I'm doing. Oh in, yeah, in a month I from said now, you were right? freaking nuts, but I w- I was impressed. But but you're nuts. Yeah. <laughs> what did I well, say? I didn't. I ask. Did your batteries run out in your remote? And really, yeah, do you live 10k yeah, from a variety store? <laughs> <laughs> I live out in the country. I mean, I, I went for a run around the block. Well, my block is 10k, so. Our, our run that we're doing halfway uh, there you start regretting and, and double thinking life <laughs> there, there, I was no way out at that point in time <laughs> right I saw a sign that said slow down and I did so <laughs> I sent you that, that picture of that because we were I was going line speed records there for a few minutes right? I'll tell you what 10k in under an hour I'm impressed yeah I did I did 10k in under an hour and it was uh, not flat it was hills and and side roads and I had to dodge mosquitoes and vehicles and I was good. We, uh, in a month from now, we're heading to, uh, uh, mud run. Yeah. A 10 K yeah, no, mud run. It, it's a 10 K ultimate, ultimate mud run that they put on at, uh, like Halt Hills or something. See, like, something I've always like that. wanted to do one of these mud runs. It's awesome. It, it, you know what? No, no stress, no, no stress, no pressure. It's just fun. You know, Candace and I go out. We don't care about the time. Do you we, like run I, as a I team? Like, do you help each other? Or are you like, we, you we gone, do. meet you at the end? <laughs> no, no, no. We cross this, uh, the finish line at the exact same time. If you look at our times on the line uh, for a year over year, our times are identical because we, uh, we help each other out and, and we just keep pace with each other and, and we just go out and have some fun. And, and, uh, we always are at, uh, black, like uh, on the first wave, uh, so that we can get in early in the morning and get out before it gets too busy and too much, uh, you know, uh, See, I was going to do it about 10 years ago. I think, I think yeah. it was coming to Barry. It was like when, when it was first really kicking on. Yeah. I was going to. Yeah, and, it. It, it, and for everybody who doesn't know, I mean, there's it's not just a 10k run to the hills. Yeah, well, walk me through it. So you start yeah. a run. You got to go up some hills, down. You got to climb over some walls. You got to go through like well, an electrifying yeah, no. pit or something, like no, hanging no. wires. No, that's Spartan or, or one of those other ones where uh, the extreme runs where there's fire and electricity. But my, my wife's got a heart condition, <laughs> so we stay away from any anything that may. Uh, I didn't know that. 
Yeah, she's got uh, super ventra attack. That's why she which... wouldn't look me in the eyes this weekend. And I totally right, understand. Right, right, <laughs> right. <laughs> Sometimes you're just a little too intense for all of us, let alone somebody with a heart condition, Todd. That's right. Yeah, she stays, stays away from. Okay, so sorry. So go on. So, so, so take me through. She, yeah, the, uh, this, this mud run, I mean, it starts off with. Um, a, a big mud pit. So you, you're within the first kilometer. You're, you're like up is it your water or mud? In mud? It's water and mud. It, they they literally take a backhoe. They dig out a a spot that's probably you know twenty feet wide by about thirty feet long, and they, they fill it uh, so that you're up to at least your waist, and if you're shorter, it's a little higher with uh, mud, water, and and you go, and then okay, you now, just swim through soaked. it then. What's that? You just swim through it, though. Yeah, no, you wait. Yeah, you wait through it, and 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 you're into it at that point in time. And if you slip, now you're in over your head, and that's within the first kilometer. And, and then, it's probably freaking cold. You, you're, yeah, it is. It's cold and it's uh, muddy, and that's that sets the tone for the entire run. And then you're, you know, I, you're running and you, you do an obstacle that is a strength obstacle where there's a wall that's got pegs, and you take the pegs and you go up over the wall. Or there's some. Uh, Two uh, uh, four by eight sheets of plywood uh, that are like A-frame style, where you can go. You have to go over top of them, and you know they don't force you. Some of these mud runs that you go on, that they uh, if you if they if you miss an obstacle, you got to do a, 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 a burpees or push-ups or something like that. Now nah, this is this is on the honor system, and it's you do as many or as little obstacles as you want. It's all about Kenneth, yourself, right? Well, and that's it. Candace and I pride ourselves on on trying every single obstacle, and my my goal is to finish every obstacle as well as to uh, you know yeah, the ten k run and not die. So both those things. Do you always one, finish every obstacle? Have you? Are you yeah, got everyone, a good track record? Yeah. You know, I we finish every obstacle. There's a uh, like a, a warp or one of those walls that you see on the American Ninja Warrior where you you, you run into it up and over it. Um, there's uh, sandbags, you know, 25 or 50 pound sandbags you put over your shoulders and you carry those for half a kilometer up hills down and a little bit of everything. <laughs> a little bit of everything. You know what? It, it, it does sound kind of like fun. It's absolutely a lot of fun. Hunter came with us last year and, you know, he, he didn't like the running. He just liked the obstacles. <laughs> so there's a, a big slide, uh, you know, a, a six story slide with water slide, you go down to, it, and then you're into a big pit of mud, like, and you do some army crawls underneath, uh, you know, uh, uh, a mesh net that that's full of water and mud and stuff like that. So, yeah, they challenge us. There's just probably 10 to 15 obstacles over the 10, 10K. And at the end of it, you go through a big mud pit. And uh, so they make sure that you're completely thoroughly mud-filled and drenched uh, by the time. And they give you a, a nice medal at the end for completion and a ticket for either a, a beer or, or, or something to, uh, to wet your whistle. It's usually a local craft beer or something that they serve up uh, serve up there and get a hot dog and a shower and... and a sense of completion. They so. have outdoor showers there. They do. They have outdoor showers. Is it warm yeah. or cold? It is ice cold. <laughs> it's super cold. <laughs> <laughs> and you learn your lesson. You, you bring, you know, you, get, you bring a change of clothes, top, bottom, inside and out, and make sure that you're uh, not not worried about the clothes that you're wearing when you run. Do you wear a bathing suit when you're when you're running it? No, I just wear some some shorts and a, a long sleeve shirt. What are you wearing your feet? 
running shoes, regular running shoes. Like some sneakers. guys will take and duct tape them on if they, if they think they're going to fall off. But I just got a nice pair of running shoes because when you're doing the obstacles, you need the grip strength on your on your feet to get yourself up the wall or you know the cargo net or whatever that you're climbing up and over and stuff. So sounds like fun. Yeah, it's it's good. Yeah, we've done I don't know maybe six six or seven of these running now. Right on. Uh, between this one and uh, Hell in the Harbor, which is the one they do for Special Olympics, uh, they raise money for Special Olympics, and um, it's a seven or ten k run that we do in uh, in Hamilton, which probably won't run this year due to COVID stuff. So yeah, yeah, but, yeah. So training training has started, and um, so I was doing. Did you need to run like a ten k and under under an hour in order to do this? No, you, you can. There's people there that 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 are in uh, tutus and and fancy, you know, funny clothes and just making having a fun. There's there's people that have work groups, and then there's the serious guys that that would do all the Spartan races and and going for national championship points and this stuff. Nah, there's there's all spectrums, like between you and me, and you know, we you. <laughs> We're at different ends where you work out every day. I don't, but we, we would still. Yeah, but I don't cardio. Now, I, I, I don't run unless I'm chased typically. Um, but <laughs> well, you run out of batteries I, and you got to get your oh, butt to the yeah. store. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but this was a 10K run and uh, I'll do another one on Saturday or Sunday just to, to keep it going. I'll do it two a week and then uh, the strength training in between. So. Right on. That's, yeah, that was uh, the almost guy. Uh, I went to the corner and I said, well, I'll just go a little farther. And I said, oh, I'll just go a little farther. And the next thing you know, I'm halfway around the block and I'm thinking, well, you, got no, you got no out now. It's 10 K <laughs> no. whether you'd like it or not. <laughs> I want to stop at five, but I got to get home. <laughs> yeah, the funniest part about the, the run was, uh, you know, about halfway through it, uh, I was just kind of complaining to Candace. So I don't know if this was a good idea or not. And she said, well, I'll come pick you up if you want me to. And as soon as she said that, the eye of the tiger came on. <laughs> and you sent me that. I was howling. Like, I can't turn around now. Somebody's telling me the eye of the tiger is playing in the background. And you almost guys can finish this. There's a motivation from Todd has come from nowhere. It he just, will make fun it, of me if you come pick me up. I can't. Yeah, I can't do it now. I mean, I had the Rocky theme music or whatever it was on the background. There's just no way that I'm... I'm stopping this it's one. It's the thrill of the fight. That's you have to rise up to the challenge. Yeah. And 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 I did. So I did that. And you know what the other thing I did too is I realized the measurements uh, are, are and reading a tape measure sometimes. I was going to say, where are you going thing. with this? The measurements. Whoa. What? Yeah. Well, I, I had uh, I built my boat, and I told you, you know, the boat's done. Everything I'm happy with. I got. I've mounted the. Uh, uh, finally got the, the, the transducer. transducer on the trolling yeah, motor. Yeah, so the transducer got mounted. I was waiting for a little bracket that I got from Alabama, that uh, is a transducer saver. It's a, a cast aluminum bracket that goes over top of your transducer, so that if you're in logs or, or thick stuff, uh, bouncing the the trolling motor bottom off that stuff it's not going to break it's less likely to break so finally it came in i ordered it it came in uh, uh i looked at did a bunch of youtube videos and i, I read up on uh, right ways to protect the cable uh, as it's, it's coming up the shaft because my trolling motor uh the uh the cable comes from the head and there's nothing that that goes down to the 
uh, the power head, which is the bottom bottom unit. So uh, I saw some YouTube videos. I got myself a six foot uh, curly bike cable and and some some uh, um, clamps. Uh, you know, some gear clamps, stainless steel gear clamps, and I got it all on, and I'm super super happy with it. Then I realized ah, that's fine. That, that was a win. But the other was not a win. When I built the boat, I designed the fuel tank storage section for a three gallon gas tank. Well, three gallons is not a whole lot of gas when you're zipping up and down Lake Simcoe. And I wanted a bigger gas tank. So I decided I was going to buy a six gallon gas tank. Well, it don't fit. <laughs> so now I you're tried. refabbing? I was I was going to refab. So one thing, this is like this is how, you how my to brain hang works. Them over the and side of the, the boat, almost, like, like big pontoons. <sighs> this is how the almost guys it works. Yeah, you know what? I, I bought this six gallon gas tank. I had it all specked out, measured. I went to the uh, where I thought it would fit, and sure enough, absolutely, the dimensions of the gas tank fits perfectly in the the chamber or the the compartment that I built. Can't get it in. You know, the only, yeah, the only thing is the opening for the hatch isn't big enough for enough clearance so that I can stick it and go around the corner. It, it, Double doors. It, 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 so I was just about ready to get the hacksaw and start hacking. And then and, and I said, no, we're going to take a step back and we're going to think about this for a minute. So what I ended up doing is I ended up getting, I don't know if you've ever seen them, they, the packs that you use for an ATV, you know, the spare, spare gas can, their tanks, they're, they're a flat pack. Uh, you can put them on the, on the uh, racks, the front of the ATV. So you're not carrying the whole tank itself. All right. So yeah, it's a flat system. It carries two gallons of gas. And I thought, perfect. That'll sit flat on the bottom of the, the of the gas tank compartment. And then the, the other one will sit right on top. So now you well, got five. don't fit either. <laughs> so, <laughs> so now you are fapping. Now, now I, I I was disappointed the whole day until I came home and I come up with a solution. So, long story short, I've got an extra two gallons uh, of gas in the uh, in the boat, so I can go on a little bit longer runs and not not feel bad about it. <laughs> worried about running out of gas. So, so your solution is those two flat gallons. Yeah, so I got a, a one a, one flat pack that's two gallons and it fits underneath my seat and uh, you know it tucks in because I my dad and my and my wife both said why well, you just carry a, a, a can of gas because you built this and beautiful boat with a beautiful deck you don't want to clog the deck up with more gas cans you get it yeah the first time I've ever said you get it <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how to take that though. <laughs> yeah, well, I didn't want. I didn't want. I built it. I built every compartment with a purpose, and I built. I didn't want to have extra clutter because it's not a massive boat, right? And we get two people there, and you know, you're fighting fish. We do whatever. I don't want to be tripping over things. I got my lunch bag in there, two tackle bags. That's enough. Now I got a gas can in there too. No, so fortunately enough, underneath the seat it fits, and I'm gonna get a pool noodle and just kind of wedge that in there to keep it from sliding around, and it, you'll never see it. So. Perfect. It gives me a little bit more peace of mind. Yeah, no, I feel a little bit better about that now. So uh, again, that's an almost guy moment, right? I, I almost had a gas can that, that fit and then it didn't. <laughs> and then I had to come up with plan B. I mean, my life is all about plan B. I still think it looked cool. Just paint them big and black and hang them over the side. Big <laughs> yeah. drums, like pontoon boat. <laughs> Put like shark, shark face on them. But we are hitting the water this weekend. Oh, right on. Yeah, Hunter and I are uh, are gonna go. I got some stuff to do on the Volkswagen Beetle on Saturday, 
And then Sunday, it's uh, hit the water. We're going to do some fishing. Well, so. I'm interested to hear how it goes. Yeah. You have to keep yeah, me in trying, to convince, trying to convince my brother to hit up, uh, not this weekend coming, or, uh, but uh, the long weekend, maybe the Saturday or something. Oh, yeah. so we were supposed to, like there's a kayak fishing tournament this weekend, but I've just been informed we are celebrating my daughter's birthdays this weekend. So I will be home. It sounds like you're not fishing. Maybe you can get out for a little bit. <laughs> Maybe. I doubtful. <laughs> we got one on Saturday and the other's on Sunday because the next weekend we're going up to a cottage. So I think you're euchred. But I'll be fishing all week the week we're at the cottage. So that'll make up for it. I got can a little you, bit uh, more to add if we got time, if that's all right. No, we're done. We're at the time. Limit. <laughs> I was afraid of that. <laughs> I just got one. one quick. Can you weigh in fish while you're at the cottage? Uh, I will I will be able to because there's another month-long tournament that's happening in Ontario. Oh, I see. So I just have to enter it, right? So I'm currently yeah. in a month-long tournament right now that ends July 31st, and another one starts August 1st. Where are you sitting? Uh, I don't. I would, last I looked, I was around 40-something, but I still need some good-sized smallies, and I just haven't yeah. had time to get out and make that happen. And Can I, you use live bait in your tournaments? Negatory. Yeah. That's what I was thinking on the way up north today. I was cruising up the highway thinking salted tube jig with a leech on Lake Simcoe. I, I haven't tried that in years. I haven't used live bait while fishing in years, but I'm thinking maybe if I want to take my brother out, you know, to, to get on to fish and, and to get, get some, some fish in the boat quicker. Pickerel rig and some minnows, can... man. It doesn't fail. I don't care maybe. what you're fishing. Pickerel, bass, perch, pike, pickerel rig and some minnows. Yeah, I'd like to, you know, I'd like to get on fish on Simcoe just to mark a few spots in the fish finder because, like I said, it's been so long since I've been on Simcoe and actually done well. I, I one more thing before I get to your, your dad there, sorry to cut you off, Don, but That's uh, I don't think local, he is. Uh, the Innisfil Beach Park um, is a beautiful boat launch. And I, it's on the other side of the highway, obviously. I live in Thornton, and this is on the other side of the highway. I cannot launch my boat there this year. I'm why, why 10 not? kilometers too far outside of Innisfil to be able to launch my boat. And that is the they, spot where I need to go. They it's check kind of, addresses? They do. <laughs> yeah. You have to be like a taxpayer of that county to launch your yes. boat. You have to have a Innisfil... A pass, like it's a. They mail you, or you get. Uh, uh, How are you going to uh, get one of them? <laughs> I don't know. Really, that, your problem's not one. that you can't launch there. Your problem's how you going to get one of those. Right, uh, that's absolutely right. I thought I, I called them up a couple months or a month ago, and they said, "Yeah, for the third wave, when the twenty third or whatever the date was, uh, or uh, last month when things opened up." Uh, they uh, they said yeah we can allow you to launch but no now now I have to go further down and it's from from six nautical miles from where I launched to where I actually want to be and with three gallons of gas that wasn't you know really in the cards but now with six gallons of gas in the boat or five gallons of gas and eh, maybe I'll I'll risk it <laughs> so, but, <laughs> you got an extra anyways. extra pair of arms to paddle yeah I got a trolling motor with a battery I'm good yeah you're good. So, right Sorry, Don. he forgot what he was going to talk about. No, you told me we had enough time. Oh, shut up! <laughs> <laughs> Todd forgot all about it. It was shoot we, shoot night last night. Oh yeah, at the Oxford Sportsman Club, where where sportsman what is that? The Oxford Sportsman Society. 
Sportsman Sportsman Club. Oxford Sportsman's Club. Yeah. Anyway, that's where we shoot. That's our club. And uh, we've always just called it Rishoyal because that's where it is. But anyway, now that the provincials are open, Todd's this, are over, Todd decided that it was time to get serious with the bionic stock. So I watched him, <laughs> you know, smooth this out, grind this out. I got the treble out. We, we went to work, Bill. So he's been working on it all week, got it all, all figured we're out where he wanted it. And we went shooting. Well, and I never you, do much for light loads. You I've ain't never, got a custom stock till you broke out your Dremel. You needed it, though. <laughs> oh, dude. I, I felt that. In, this thing was uh, cutting me up there. everywhere. So anyway, I never thought much of, uh, about light loads. I didn't think much about them. I didn't think I'd ever like light loads. Anyway, somebody gave Todd some light loads and wanted him to try them. He said, you got to square by So Todd gave me a box of these light loads. I tried a box, and then I handed one to Dad. So they were ounce loads. Two and three quarter gram, eleven eighty feet per second. So an ounce, which makes them lighter, and then yes. two and three quarter gram instead of three gram, which makes them even lighter. And I'm Softer, yeah. Yeah. fifty, so they're seventy feet per second slower. So anyway, I went out, shook my head. I thought, okay, I'll give these a try. Holy smokes, man! Were they smooth? Were they light? Did they feel good? I broke a twenty-five and smoked every target. Not chunks, nice, not chunks. I mean, they disappeared. So I don't know whether it's it's a better pattern out of my gun. Uh, it, anyway, it was just smooth. I had the right amount of lead. It was it was awesome from sixteen yards. I thought, okay, there's a twenty-five. Now I'm going to move back to twenty-two yards, which is my yardage. And I had a box of double A's, which is 1250 feet per second, three drams that I shoot for handicaps. Super handicaps. And I posted a 24. Oh. And so I am so pleased. I missed a quarter, a quarter right on station four. Cause I was getting, I was getting rights on state. Oh no, station five. I was getting rights on station five. And I thought, <laughs> I'm about time for a straightaway. And I'm thinking I'm going to get one of these straightaways. And it was a quarter angle and I just didn't catch it. I just psyched myself out. But uh, 24, which would have been a 49 in a inner club shoot. So, I mean, I was pumped. And so that's fantastic. This time, Todd has been making adjustments. And he, like his, <laughs> was... gun, his gun will adjust every way you can figure. Like, I think he can adjust it so it'll serve him breakfast in the morning. We're working uh, on that one. He's he's fiddling with this, fiddling with that. And, and he's dialing it in. And all of a sudden, he smokes one. And he exclaims, oh, yeah, I'm back, baby. And then it was just smoke, 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 smoke. So he thinks he's got this sucker dialed in. Oh, it's even better than my my last stock. Like this thing, now if it just feels like, ah, there's nothing you can say unless you've had a gun fit to you. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like they I say a fitted gun, the, the the number, I don't care. I've, I've heard a lot of professional sporting clay guys say, a eight hundred dollar shotgun with a fitted stock's better than a twelve thousand dollar Parazzi that doesn't fit you. That doesn't fit, yeah. Right. So, I don't care what it is. You got to get the gun fitted to you if you're going to shoot. You got to do it. And so, my last stock, you know, it was kind of it wasn't that custom, but I was able to length the pole and cam camber this and 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 cast it and everything else, right? But so it was somewhat. But this 
precision fit, man, I got this thing. I could make it just a bit shorter where I couldn't go any shorter with my Caesar with the wood stock because I would have been into the comb. So I couldn't go much shorter than, than what it was at. It had the recoil on it, but this precision fit, I was able to get a little bit shorter. I was able to, oh, just dial it right in. And my gosh, does it make a difference? I mean, I was rolling coal. You didn't like the uh, light loads though? I didn't like the light loads. I like to know I pulled the trigger. I don't even know, yeah. especially with that precision fit stock, because your cheek doesn't move, right? The whole gun comes back into your shoulder and the cheek piece stays stationary. So there is no rubbing on your face. But he needs to shoot another box. Now he's dialed in because I'm telling you, I'm going to look into these because I really. It sounds like shooting. every senior vet that shoots. All you need is a one ounce load. Yada, yada, yada. I got a whack of 24 gram loads. All right. Those uh, are those I Olympic trap loads, right? Well, they're fast. I expect <laughs> they're, to be yeah, they're one ounce, but they're 24. They're, they got some drams behind them too, right? Yeah. 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 I expected to be behind them. I expected to, to do a fair amount of missing with these, but everyone was smoked right on. Oh my gosh. I thought this is awesome. These, these I should have gave you. I, I should have gave you a couple boxes of those to play with. They're, they're, I got some that are loaded with clays and some that are loaded with red dot, and both. Oh, are I like red clays dot. Are, yeah. yeah, no, red dot's a little bit cleaner. They're cleaner burning powder than clays, but it's quick. I should have gave you a bunch of those, and I will. I'm gonna end up giving you guys a bunch of those to mess around with. Either way, I'm looking forward to next Wednesday. So I'm gonna. I, I hope I got good news. Anyway, so now he's got to make do. another trip down to the down to the shotgun shell shack, get yeah. some light loads. That's it. Senior vet loads, we call them. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's awesome. Best of luck, and I hope you guys roll another 25 each, and and, and you guys are back. Yeah, I I feel like it. I just hope I am. Anyway, good talking to you. Nice stories. Appreciate hearing them. You too, sir. We'll uh, talk to you next week, I guess. eh? Will do. Good luck fishing, Bill. Yeah. Thanks. Take care, Bill. All right. Have See a good you guys. And that'll do it for this week, folks, for the Redneck Country Podcast. I'm Bill, the Almost Guy Tom. And I'm Todd. And thanks for listening. And, folks, if you want to be part of the podcast or you want to give us some feedback or really contact us about anything, feel free to email us at podcast at theredneckcountry.com. Again, that's podcast at theredneckcountry.com. Thanks for listening. Talk to you again next week. <laughs>